0: Live. You can bring up whatever you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free. The number is 1-855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We give you the features on the site free, unlike a lot of those talk shows in the business that want to charge you for their websites. And I bet you, you'll find more for free at freetalklive.com than you would pay uh, for at those other sites, go see for yourself over at freetalklive.com. dot com. And tonight, want to welcome our brand newest affiliate. A fine way to celebrate uh, the beginning of, for some people, what is a, a lengthy week of not having to work at all. Some people just the weekend, but either way, um, people are going off to their holidays and
1: very we, busy time.
0: Yeah, and we get to uh, you know we're still doing business here at uh, Free Talk Live. I uh, just still making calls to uh, radio stations and. We're going to get the show on new stations, and it's it's nice to be able to announce a new station, which is uh, K B R A F M in I love this town name, Freer, Texas. Oh, nice F R E E R Freer, Texas, town of about three thousand um, in the middle of who knows where <laughs> in Texas, and uh, so they're on board with uh, Free Talk Live for all seven nights per week, awesome. and live all three hours. So, like, they're taking literally every single Everything hour. Like that. Of free talk live that they possibly can which is awesome most stations you know they kind of pick and choose what they need to fill right. into their their schedule but we were able to get on uh on board from day one because they flipped the transmitter on and they added free talk live right there in their uh, their nighttime slot that's so, awesome pretty cool and again how can you beat a name like freer texas so welcome aboard to everybody listening in Freer. Uh, I think there's maybe like four radio stations in town or something like that. So odds are good if you're listening to the radio <laughs> in Freer. There's a good chance you've already found our show. 855 free And we've been on there a couple weeks now, or like a week now, uh, I guess, officially. So uh, if you've been listening for a little while, you probably have already figured out that Free Talk Live is a little bit unusual. It's not your, It's not your grandfather's talk show, let's say, because on this program... Well yeah, I mean we're not certainly not going to exclude your grandfather <laughs> if he wants to uh to come and uh, listen to free talk live. But, you know, we do things a little bit different around here. It's not your uh, it's not your typical old white guy monologuing uh no. kind of talk show.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, so uh and we talk about liberty in a way that nobody discusses. Sure, some talk show hosts talk a good game about liberty. Maybe they'll use the term occasionally and They'll try to differentiate themselves from the rest of the pack of conservative or conserva clones, for lack of a better term, uh, out there. And on Free Talk Live, we come from – you know come at every issue from a pro-liberty position every single time. And in some cases, that can really uh, stir things up. I actually got a complaint from one of my – well, not really a complaint. But I was made aware that one of my stations had gotten a complaint uh, Hmm. this week. And it was about a discussion that we had had uh, last week about, or excuse me, early this week about drugs on Free Talk Live. And the program director, of course, had not he had not heard it. I mean, these guys have twenty four hour day radio stations to deal with; they can't be listening every single moment. But somebody had listened to uh, that show, and and they had gotten upset about the discussion. And so the the program director, I think, rightly was inquiring about it. And he wanted to know, you know, were we advocating drug use? on free talk live and i said no that would be irresponsible and i wouldn't want to do something irresponsible on the air uh because drugs some of them are really dangerous mm-hmm. like it would be it was it would be a bad idea to get on the air and just say all right get out there and do some drugs you know yeah like, but
1: at the same time i could see easily a radio station playing ads for a certain type of drug that would be advocating for use of this drug maybe a prescription drug or something oh
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. There's no prohibition on prescriptions buying, uh, buying time on on radio. For but he sure. wanted to know
1: if you're advocating the use of illicit or illegal drugs. Is yeah, that right.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so again, my answer was no. Not, I don't advocate the use of drugs because that would be irresponsible. But I do advocate harm reduction, and I do accept the idea that people are going to use drugs. See, I don't live in this, and I know you don't either. Uh, But I don't live in this little world where let's pretend like drug use doesn't exist. Right. Uh, And let's pretend, in addition, that drug users are all shiftless losers who (laughs) will never accomplish anything in their lives. This is like this kind of propaganda position about drugs, about illegal drugs. And of course, I also pointed out that alcohol is one of the most dangerous drugs. And when it comes to having discussions about drugs, of course, we talk about drug prohibition as well, which is another topic, but a discussion about drugs themselves and you know their effects and uh, the use of them and all that. I think that Free Talk Live approaches it from a very responsible perspective.
1: I agree cuz i i i feel like the efforts to try to keep kids off drugs often makes them seem more exciting uh yeah, just sure. all the hype the, around them the and telling them not fruit. to do it right so it it makes them want to use them more possibly and i've heard people say that that the fact that they're legal makes uh makes certain people want them more yeah
0: well i mean if you look at what uh, the ki- kids say about the young people will say about the commercials that they put out, these, these drug war propaganda spots, the Ad Council or whatever they are, the uh, pr- Partnership for Drug-Free America, they'll laugh at them. Of course. They know they're absolutely absurd. And of course, that, you know, if they're not taking it seriously, then what good are they really doing? Maybe they are counterproductive. So I think that we try to keep it as a responsible discussion as possible. But it's also a very realistic discussion. And that means that we're talking about drugs and we're talking about drugs on the radio, which is something you just don't hear uh, on other talk radio, except if it's just the avocation of cracking down on people that use them. And, of course, we advocate a position of compassion uh, towards the drug user. To the drug abuser as well, because there's different categories, right? So you've got people that use drugs for medicinal purposes, Mm -hmm. like, say, medicinal marijuana or using MDMA to treat PTSD or magic mushrooms to treat uh, personality disorders. I mean, there's there's all kinds of interesting things going on out there as far as uh, drugs for medicinal purposes.
1: So when does it become abuse?
0: Well, this is a good question. I mean, you also have... People who use it for recreational purposes, but there's there are many, many people in this country who use drugs recreationally for uh, on a kind of a, a very responsible basis they 're not taking it at work you know they 're taking it when they have time to do this sort of thing uh, and there are those who abuse them. There are those who become addicted uh, to some certain drugs, some are more addictive than others some aren't uh, physically addictive at all, but are, of course, psychologically addictive to people who are prone to addiction. Uh, and so where, when does it become abuse? Well, I, I think that's a question only an individual can really answer.
1: Right, but as anyone who's had to deal with someone who's addicted to a substance and is abusing it, it's very hard to point out to that person when it's obvious to everyone around them that there's an issue that this person has with a substance.
0: Oh, yeah, well, denial is a very common human response, right, right, so uh, they don 't want to hear it and and if so s- by
1: saying that you think that drugs should be that people own their bodies and their lives and that people should be able to use drugs, are you telling drug addicts and people that are abusing it that they should just keep on
0: well no, but i I see you're you're being you 're playing devil 's advocate here, and I appreciate that uh people could say that right when they hear. Uh, and, and and when I got more information from the P, the program director, he said it did sound like it was a couple in their 70s and that anything that would have been said regards to drugs would have upset them. Right. So there are certain topics where some people have been led to believe a pack of lies and they get very upset when that particular topic is even broached. Mm-hmm. So no level of responsible discussion or adult uh, manner of uh Explicating a situation would really satisfy these folks. They just don't want to hear anything about right. it. And so that's what uh, essentially was happening here. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But this is, you know, the cross that we bear being free talk live. It's an open phones panel discussion and. We talk about liberty, we talk about responsibility, and we talk about whatever people want to, and that means adult subjects come up here. But I don't think we address them in any kind of a blue manner or a pandering manner on the show. 855-453-FREE-TALK.
1: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. We're live, by the way, all throughout the weekend thanks to our great board operators over at the Genesis Communications Network. That's the company that's behind the scenes getting Free Talk Live on the air on different radio stations around the country. They're doing the the technical work to actually get us up on what they call the bird or the satellite uh, up in in the sky. And uh, we thank them for coming in and helping out during the holiday season because they certainly don't have to. They could, they could take the time off, but they're here, and it's great. So awesome. we get to be here, and you get to call in, if you would like, at 855-450-FREE. That's one 450 3733 As we continue here, we'll take your phone calls about anything that you want to discuss. Uh, and on the way, Allie, you're going to share with us... Kind of uh, an interesting story out of a college in your hometown yes, of Auburn, Alabama. So uh, we'll get to that. But first, Daniel is on the line listening in Seattle. Daniel, you're on Free Talk Live with the Ian and Allie.
2: Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, last night, you had a caller who uh, called us, Google. And- yeah, it was awful. Just awful. Yeah, it was not a good call. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, he also called me in a few nights ago claiming that he was calling from Pluto.
0: Okay. Yeah, it might have been the same guy.
2: About, he talked about bitcoins and how he thought that his use of bitcoins had aroused the interest of the his, the local authorities in his area, who right. were attacking his
0: the, the lines and stuff. The Pluto call, uh, the Bitcoin one, wasn't as wasn't as bad. At least it had. A, a, at least it was comprehensible.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I uh, I know a few people who have schizophrenia, mm. and I'm almost certain that the, the gentleman that called in. Uh, also has it really the disjointed speech, and the kind of nervous, pressured tone that his speech had. Interesting. And the sort of paranoia about people watching him and following him, tapping his phone lines and stuff. Well, that, that presumes kind
0: of that that presumes that he was not a cranker from the get-go. I mean, the, I, I think that if he will, if he actually was r- for real and actually did believe what he was saying, then yeah, you're probably right. He probably has some kind of uh, disorder. Maybe schizophrenia is it. But I think it's far more likely that he's just a a bad crank caller.
2: I don't know about that. The the cadence of his speech is like just exactly the same as my... Schizophrenia is one of those
1: weird uh, mental illnesses that people always describe. And it seems kind of... I've heard a couple things about it and how it... People don't really get it unless it's suggested to them that they could become schizophrenic and then people become schizophrenic or, you know, in societies where they don't, you know, know of anything like that or introduce that idea, then it doesn't happen. But I don't really know. It just seems like I I don't know. Psychology is a weird subject for me. And just
0: I find it fascinating. Personally, it was the only interesting when I was in college. It was the only course that I ever actually read the textbook for. Actually, I think that was the only course I've ever read the textbook for the whole history of my entire going to school. It's neat stuff. Well, thanks for sharing that, yep. Daniel. Was there anything else on, on your mind tonight?
2: Well, he'll probably call again. And if so, you might want to, uh, I don't know, ask him about it.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question. If I recognize his voice, which I didn't recognize it the second time. So uh, we'll see. Hey, thanks for the call, dude. I okay. appreciate hearing from you. At 855-453, that's the SACL, CAI toll-free line. We'll continue here and you can bring up absolutely anything. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. We go to the phones here. Ryan is on the lines. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. Hey,
3: I admit I haven't been listening to the show tonight, but uh I've been listening to last night's podcast. But uh I was just wondering if you guys have been talking about SOPA or the S O P A at all tonight
0: you know uh we haven't i i think we did talk briefly about this in the past but please bring us up to speed because this is a pretty controversial uh thing that's happening at the federal government level obviously last week the big deal was the national defense authorization act which was huge and made it so that uh, people could be put into federal government prison well, cells without being charged or being given a trial but sopa is the what they call the online privacy act or something stop
3: what what does it stand stop. for stop Stop Online uh, Piracy Act. Oh,
0: pri- pi- stop online piracy, but it's probably going to end <laughs> up stopping privacy. Uh, but tell me more about exactly what this is. What do people need to know?
4: Well, I, uh,
3: I know about just a, a little bit about it. I just know that it's going to be extremely bad. But uh, I just think it's a, a great example. I read Reddit a lot, this online uh, social website where you see a lot of news articles and uh, Um it's an interesting example of how the free market take, takes care of things. Apparently, there's this uh, big hosting service called GoDaddy.com or something,
5: uh.
3: um, and they supported SOPA. And oh, so I no! Guess people, yeah, apparently these people on Reddit all got together, and they're like, uh, help pull your support from this site, GoDaddy, whatever, and some big-name companies have changed their uh, providers. Like, uh, for example, WikiLeaks changed was part of GoDaddy and now they're not. Interesting. And at first, GoDaddy was telling really some kind of statement. I One of their articles was like, well, we haven't noticed any... Uh, you guys are trying to boycott us or whatever, but we haven't noticed anything different in our service, so we're not dropping support. But then after the Redditors got together or whatever, uh, they've changed their minds. Apparently, really? com Yeah, apparently they're dropping support for SOPA because uh, they got some pretty big uh, names dropping their... uh, Oh, that is such good
0: news. I'm so glad to hear that, and... uh i mean obviously i 'm disappointed that they even supported it in the first place, but who knows what kind of pressures these companies are under from the federal government uh, what sort of uh, maybe uh, veiled threats that they're that they 're receiving so you never know what 's going on behind the scenes but it 's great to hear because I, I remember earlier this afternoon. Uh, and it's been a busy afternoon and day here in Keene, New Hampshire, by the way, for activism. But uh, I did have a chance to – I did see that headline about GoDaddy, and I saw – I think maybe it was on Facebook. And obviously I was pretty upset because I've used GoDaddy, and it's a pretty decent service, all things considered. Uh, it's a monster uh, service provider for, for DNS and, and hosting and, and all that and registering domain names and such. And I'm like, oh, man, do I have to go and transfer all my tra- domains away? I need to call these people and complain to them. And I thought, boy, I sure hope there's some sort of a, a you know a boycott here, and I hope that they pass the word on to GoDaddy. And I went to take a nap. And by the time my, I've, w- I've woken up from my nap, <laughs> apparently things have changed. GoDaddy has rescinded their support for uh, SOPA, according to you, Ryan.
3: Yes, uh... Well, you can find it on Reddit too. It's like all the top articles, but uh, I just think it's an excellent event, uh, example of the free market and how uh, your your dollars vote. Your dollars are what vote.
0: Absolutely, Definitely. I'm glad but you I shared like that, you that with out. us. And uh, anything else you want to share with us about SOPA? Because I, I don't honestly, I don't know much off the top of my head about what uh, what it does. Like we can figure that out here, but I figured if you know, if you knew, you could give us a summary.
3: Um, I just know that it's gonna make, give it to where certain companies and brand names have control of the internet, and it's really, really, really bad.
0: So, <laughs> thanks for the call, Ryan. I appreciate hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. Sure enough, uh, just fresh off the presses here, just a couple hours ago, from ComputerWorld dot com. Giant domain name registrar GoDaddy dot com has pulled its support from the controversial Stop Online Piracy Act after owners of several websites announced they would take their business elsewhere. So, I'll find out more about this sopa here and get you some more information. What is is what it is that uh, needs to be known? 855-453- the toll-free number. We are live as we approach the uh, the Christmas holidays here and we'll be live through them, of course. 1-855-453, it's free talk live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The, the GPS Black Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy to use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring it anything that you want. Toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL, CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. All right, so we're going to continue here with uh, this I guess Stop Online Piracy Act, because I want to know more about it. I've I've certainly read enough to know I don't like it, uh, but I don't know exactly all the details about it. Certainly the people within the Liberty community are saying this is a bad thing. And there's, uh, let's see, there's Tumblr's call here against SOPA, allowing people to kind of get active on it. it. says, Congress is holding hearings and will pass a bill empowering corporations to censor the Internet unless you tell them No. That doesn't sound like a very good thing at all. So, Declan McCullough is going to fill us in here on exactly what it means. The Stop Online Piracy Act, Declan McCullough, by the way, is a pretty liberty-oriented dude. Uh, we actually, I got to meet him one year at the Free State Project Liberty Forum, which, in uh, point of fact, is actually coming up here in February, the 23rd through the 25th. Uh, is when you'll be able to come out and meet all kinds of interesting liberty-minded folks, including people like uh, Peter Schiff, uh, also Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture. She's going to be there. John Lott uh, from More Guns, Less Crime. Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center. Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. These are just some of this, uh, the speeches that you'll be able to see, but it's not just about watching people talk. It's also about interacting with others who believe in freedom, people who, like you and I, Allie, made the move to New Hampshire in order to get active to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. So you'll have people at uh, the Liberty Forum that already live here in New Hampshire. I'm going to be there. Free Talk Live will be there. I believe you're going to be attending. I will be. And uh, so Free Talk Live will be there, and folks from around New Hampshire that have already come here as part of the Free State Project, will be here. Also, people from around the country that haven't yet moved, maybe because they just haven't had the chance, or because they're still on the fence. Maybe they're not sure about this whole, let's move to New Hampshire thing uh, they, they they might be hearing about. Uh, I can imagine that a lot of people are skeptical about what they hear up here, but I can tell you
1: that- I was it, a little skeptical at first, and, and that's why I went to Porkfest. Right. And uh, if Liberty Ford had been happening, I probably would have gone to that, too, and I you know it's probably a lot of the same people. I probably would have had the same yeah. idea about what it's what it's. Although I I hear that, uh, Liberty Forum is for people that like the indoors more maybe than it's cold dust. in the
0: in the winter time. <laughs> and uh, so Liberty Forum takes place right in the middle of like the dead of winter in New Hampshire. So. No one in their right mind would would want to be outside right. and, during <laughs> during the Liberty Forum. So yeah, it's nice to be in a comfy uh, kind of a posh hotel in in Nashville, the Crown Plaza. Um, but you know, I bring uh, bring that up because uh, Declan McCullough from the uh, from CNET was actually at one of these, and that's who we're going to be sharing this uh, this piece from. But if you would like to go to the Liberty Forum, or just want to learn more about it, go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. That's where you can get more details on the hotel, and who's going to be speaking, and what it costs. And it is very affordable, but you can actually save ten percent by using the Free Talk Live coupon code, which is FTL twenty twelve. And where you go is freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Again, coupon code FTL2012, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We'll see you there. So talking about the uh, Stop Online Piracy Act, according to Declan, and this uh, article that he wrote was filed just two days ago, so it's pretty fresh. I probably never anticipated the broad and uh, Texas Republican, by the way, Lamar Smith announced this act. And he probably never anticipated the broad and fierce outcry from Internet users that SOPA has provoked over the last few months. It was a show of public opposition to Internet-related legislation not seen since the 2003 political wrangling over implanting copy protection technology in PCs or perhaps even the blue ribbons appearing on websites in the mid-1990s in response to the Communications Decency Act. As CNET reported in December, Smith, a self-described former ranch manager whose congressional district encompasses the grazing land between Austin and San Antonio, Texas, has become Hollywood's favorite Republican. The TV, movie, and music industries are the top donors to his 2012 campaign committee.
1: Oh, wow. Hmm. That explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What what more do you need to know? He's been feted by the music and movie industry lobbyists at dinners and concerts. And to learn how SOPA and its Senate cousin known as the Protect IP Act would affect you, well, keep listening. CNET has compiled a list of frequently asked questions on the topic. Question. What is the justification for SOPA and so-called Protect IP? Two words. Rogue sites. That's Hollywood's term. For websites that happen to be located in a nation more hospitable to copyright infringement than the United States. In fact, the U.S. is probably the least hospitable jurisdiction in the world for such an endeavor. Because the target is offshore, a lawsuit against the owners in a U.S. court would be futile. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce, in a letter to the editor in the New York Times, puts it this way, saying, quote, Rogue websites that steal America's innovative and creative products attract more than 53 billion visits a year and threaten more than 19 million American jobs, unquote. The MPAA has a section of its website devoted to rogue sites. The Democratic Attorney Genital of Mississippi and a co-chair of the National Association of Attorneys Genital com- uh, Committee on the topic recently likened rogue websites to child pornography.
1: Oh, my gosh. Of course they would. Because it's exactly the same thing. I just want to hear <laughs> Britney Spears' new album or look at some child porn. Like, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, what's the difference? So, uh, so this is it. I mean, they're saying that essentially, you know, there are sites out there like The Pirate Bay, for instance, thepiratebay.org. One of my favorites. Where people can go and get access to all manner of music, movies, uh, you know, programs, etc., books, where people can go and get all that stuff via torrent and that upsets the old guard in the old media they don't like it they uh they don't they, they the thing is they don't understand the future they don't get it and i'm not saying i know what the future is but i know the future ain't the way it used to be right no. like the future whatever happens in media isn't going to be what happened 20 years ago and these companies are behaving as though that, uh, you know, that they can continue the same model they had 20, 30 years ago today and that that's going to work for them and that, the that you know, if people don't like it, well, they'll have some legislation passed that will foist it upon
1: them. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really glad to see that all these uh, people are coming out against this kind of act because I kind of would expect with all the people who are for intellectual property, it seems a lot of people that's one of their issues is they can't. When when I say I don't believe in intellectual property, that's not real mm. property, I get some pushback from a lot of people. But to know that there are people uh, going to all the trouble to not support uh, some, someone like GoDaddy who's going to support something like this shows me that there are people out there that realize that there's a difference in intellectual property and actual yes. property.
0: It's a big difference, too, and I'm glad you brought that up because the difference to me is that intellectual property isn't scarce. In that ideas can be copied a million billion times and no one loses the original idea. Whereas if I were to take your laptop from you here tonight, you've lost your laptop. You right. no longer have it. Uh, you, you don't get to use it anymore. And so you have had a loss. But if I were able to, you know, all of a sudden wink my, uh, eye and copy your laptop through magic, <laughs> then, uh, I would have an exact copy of your laptop and you would have lost nothing right right so or but a better example is of course the, the the concept that ideas which is what intellectual property supposedly is can be copied forever so for instance if you copy a cd online or you copy a video or something like that the original person who made that video or who possessed that video doesn't lose it so no one has been deprived of of any property the argument for intellectual property is that well inventors and and content creators they deserve to be rewarded for their products. Just,
1: I think it's so arrogant to think that none of the ideas that went into the making of whatever pro- product it is that you want to protect haven't been borrowed.
0: No doubt. You have to it's start so with arrogant. older ideas in order to, to create new ideas. Everything that you look at at one time was an idea. Everything. that Everything that man has created... Was an idea of man first, and then it became real, and other people saw those ideas, were inspired by them, took parts from those ideas, and created new ideas. This is how new wealth is created. You combine your brain power, your ideas, with natural resources and previously created ideas. More coming up. Free Talk Live.
6: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com yourfamilytoday Your Family Today.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It is Christmas Eve Eve, and we are here live tonight. It's Ian with you. And Allie. one 855 free Join us over at freetalklive.com. You can, of course, get linked with news updates. Anytime there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, we'll let you know at news.freetalklive.com. That's how you can get signed up for our email list as well as Twitter or facebook Uh, once again head on over to news.freetalklive.com and they are the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash we're talking about bitcoins Have you tried them yet? It's easy to get started. You don't have to go and fill out an application and beg some bank for permission or ask a corporation to do something for you. You just go and download the client and get started with Bitcoin and go to WeUseCoins.com to learn more about what exactly Bitcoin is. And you'll find out that it is an amazing technology that has the potential to really uh, set people financially free in the future now to some extent but more so in the future as bitcoin continues to be developed and new ideas come out regarding bitcoin because again it's not controlled by some government it can't be counterfeited or inflated and can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from anyone and now you can buy them with a credit card or paypal in physical form thanks to memory dealers which is really unusual because bitcoins are technically they're not they weren't intended originally to be physical but somebody figured out a way to make them into physical um the, the real world they make great conversation starters and gifts so be part of the currencies that's transforming the world buy your bitcoins at memorydealers.com that's memorydealers.com more coming up about the stop online piracy act or sopa we'll give you more detail in a moment john doe though is on the line first listening in chile john doe you're on free talk live with ian and ali
7: hola hello
0: hi john doe what's on your mind tonight
7: go ahead uh. Uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of Free Talk Live and Free State Project. Uh, I will go to Port Fest. But if you don't remember, I called you on April or May to talk about the uh, Canaris Street March on Chile. you mix it that Chile, with Brazil? But to talk about what? Uh, of Chile?
0: I'm sorry. One more time? C-
7: Canaries, marijuana. weed.
0: Oui. Oh, yes. Ah. Excellent.
1: Canaries? Um, Is that how you say it? Excuse me? Quineros? Cannabis?
0: I think maybe he was saying cannabis. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead with your point. Okay, whatever.
7: <laughs> uh, and we asked you about um, the, how, how to reach the media. And you answered, well, you become the media. Yes. And since that time to, to now, there has been a Cannabis radio show in Chile. Uh, really a, a small success. And w- next season, we, we want to take to, to the next step the next uh, like big issue so my, my question to so you wait is,
0: but before you get to a question so you're saying that you did start a radio show the the folks that are in favor of legalizing uh marijuana down there did start a radio show
7: yeah 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 was, okay first was okay a lot of uh, new things uh what the first uh show about cannabis public
0: I'm sorry, was that a question? There is a communications barrier here to some extent, so, so, so
7: <laughs> you have to bear with me. Let, let, let me. let me put my question real clear. Uh, we, I want to do a, a new show of cannabis, one live, because the current people doing this show, they don't think you can talk live about cannabis because... Oh. Uh, you just want to make live. it public.
0: No, it's pre-recorded. Yeah, You're yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. Their, sh- their show is pre-recorded? It's not live?
7: Exactly.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so, got it.
7: I want to do my life. So my question is, will be wise to do a trial or a, a test on the summer, or should I wait until next season?
0: You mean like growing
7: season? No, no, no. Like uh, show season. Here we are in the opposite hemisphere, so summer is in January, February. Everybody go to vacation.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. you're asking about timing.
7: Yeah, should I try the, this new show on summer, or should I wait until people come back? I tend to be the
0: I, I I get what you're saying that you know you you might see strategy to waiting, but I'm the kind of person who says jump in as soon as possible and get out there and get active. And <clears throat> some people have critiqued me uh, for that, saying you need to plan better. And you know that's cool. I, I go ahead and plan. You know, you go if you want to plan, then keep planning. But I'm going to do, okay. And then as I make mistakes along the way, I'm going to adjust what I do. Based on what I've learned from doing. So what I would suggest is if you can start soon, that you start soon. That way, by the time people come back into uh, town or or whatever, you'll be more polished at that point. You'll have, uh, you know, I don't know how many months we're talking about here, but you'll have a few months worth of uh, shows under your belt. You'll have uh, more experience at doing whatever radio or TV, uh, whatever sort of uh, type of program that that you decide to do. I mean, Ali, you've recently been involved in Free Keen TV, which folks can see over at tv.freekeen.com. But it's a, a weekly television program of a half an hour in length, and it focuses on news of activism and such in the, the Keene area and also the rest of New Hampshire you're one of the hosts, uh, the mm-hmm. anchors of that show. And, you know, you've been doing it for, what, three months, uh, two two months? No,
1: no, more like two months, I would two say. Months. Maybe not even that long. But
0: Do you feel more comfortable now than you did two months ago?
1: I, I definitely feel more comfortable. And I I agree with Ian because I'm the kind of person like you that wants to plan it out and make sure everything's right before I get into something. But then I usually will either wimp out of doing it or it won't be as good as I wanted it to, so I feel disappointed. So I think it's good just to go ahead and do what you can with what you have. And that's what we sort of do with Free King TV. We just show up and do it. And even though it's not perfect, at least it's something.
6: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I think that that makes sense. And in, in fact, perpetual planning is the enemy of getting things done, right? So if you're always planning and tweaking the plan and meeting and having another meeting and having another meeting, then what do you really doing and uh, not not to say planning is a bad thing obviously when you guys go to free keen tv you're not just winging it uh you know jj who's the kind of the programmer of uh, the show right it's, does have a lineup of what is he a, wants to do there's
1: there's planning but as far as the the pundits go we know it's you know going to what we're going to be talking about but i don't know what i'm going to i don't have a script i'm just sort of talking and getting into the subject and I'm the one that gives, I'm the opinion, so I just go ahead and give my opinion. So it's sort of like FTL in that sense.
0: So planning is important, but at some point you have to stop and get active and do whatever it is that you're intending to do. John, does that help you?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bear with you. I think you you are right on that. I'm going to do the, the trial. Just want to add one thing. Uh, actually, uh, we had an interview of uh, Jody Emery on the radio show. Jody so, Emery, kind of, yes. Yeah.
0: She is a lovely yeah, so, lady who is a super activist.
7: Yeah, she's amazing. She's like the, our god on cannabis. Uh, she certainly
0: uh she certainly is hey john doe thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you and good luck with your efforts down there in uh, legalizing cannabis jody emery as uh, he mentioned she'll be speaking at the upcoming liberty forum and i'm a huge fan of the emery's and her husband mark who is currently in jail uh, in prison actually for five years because he sold some seeds on the internet and so I'm sure she'll be updating us on Mark's uh, situation and talking about, you know, all the challenges that uh, that they've faced over, in the the drug legalization front in Vancouver, which is where uh, where they're based out of. So let's go to, uh, let's see, we've got Ryan. Uh, well, is this the same Ryan that called earlier, Ryan?
8: Yeah. Sorry, I dropped uh, the call earlier, so I had to try to call back.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that uh, that we'd lost you. Normally, only one call per night. So what is uh, what was on your mind tonight?
8: Uh, Well, I think the problem was on my end, but uh, I actually wanted to call about uh, SOPA. Um, I actually work in the film industry.
0: Oh, right. We never actually got to your call. Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) We didn't put you on the air. Uh, So you have not been on. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, um, I'm actually a freelancer, and I work in the film industry. I'm actually um, traveling back home after finishing a film. And um, you're exactly right about the fact that they're trying to use an old method of... um, making money off of the films and kind of ignoring the technology and where it will head left to its own devices instead of trying to control it. I mean, in the old days, piracy meant that you actually had to find a projectionist that would somehow be able to steal the reels of film Mm -hmm. from a theater. And now, um, most of the theaters um, are all going to digital projection, and they are still shipping... Physical hard drives for those to that contain the movie, mm-hmm. but eventually that's going to turn into a streaming network. Sure. And uh, you're already seeing all this with like the, all of the cloud storage and stuff like this now, where basically the whole industry doesn't want people to own any hard copies anymore. They just want you to pay a subscription service and stream it as you want for you know a low low monthly fee. And that's exactly what's going on because the studio heads and the actors and People who are in position to make a lot of the money, not me, because I'm one of the lowly fruit people. Um,
0: well, Ryan, I'd love all... to hear more of your thoughts. You're welcome to stick with us. Come back, talk more about SOPA here in a moment. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. Yeah. Yeardley is a bold, independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yeardley superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man and marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards, including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yeardley set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces. the the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me
5: you had it? You're a kid and a wife? Go
0: to yearlymovie.com. That's y-e-a-r-d-l-e-y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like.
5: You cheated on
0: me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com, and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free 855 free. 855-450-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We invite you there and uh, to enjoy the features that we give to you. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, Free Talk Live is free, uh, freetalklive.com will get you there. You can interact by actually creating the content of the site. If you find something online that you think's interesting, you just submit it as show prep and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. The most voted of uh, the most voted up popular will make it to the front page in the top of the website at freetalklive.com. We've been talking about the stop Online Piracy Act, and we're going to get more detail from CNET's Declan McCullough as to exactly what it means, what it is, and what are the ramifications. Ryan, though, is on the line, and he's somebody who is an independent uh, filmmaker who works uh, as a crew member in some some I guess larger productions. And Ryan, you're back with us, telling you uh, telling us what you uh, how you feel about the Stop Online Piracy Act. Go ahead. I think uh, do we still have Ryan here? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, oh. we got you. Go go ahead, Ryan.
8: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going into a long diatribe. i sorry about that. But it's, it's what you alluded to earlier about how they're trying to apply an old method, uh, methodology of um, making money off of the distribution model and everything uh, of filmmaking and movies and, and music and kind of ignoring where the, the technology is going uh, is, is the folly, you know, and, and
5: yep. the,
8: the fact that... that uh, you can literally, just, you can. I mean, I'm in a position um, in the crew as a member of the crew. Um, a lot of these films are actually being made digitally now; they're not even shot on film. Anymore. That's right. Um, and I literally have the entire movie's contents on my computer still as I'm wrapped and going home, and I'm going to erase it like I'm supposed to. But I mean, that's how this stuff gets out there, you know. I mean, I can you can you can go into the parking lot of any walmart or you know a factory or anything like that and chances are there's some guy with a trunk full of dvds that he made from rips from torrents from the pirate bay or something like that of movies that are like in the box office right now so um it's it's one of those things where when your pay is structured on how many copies they sell or how many downloads they have then obviously they're going to be against it getting out and being shared uh you know, uh, amongst everybody on the planet, potentially.
0: What do you think these companies should be doing? I mean, because it's easy for them to stick their heads in the sand and, you know, stick their fingers in their ears and pretend like the world isn't changing around them, and that they can just keep doing things the way it's always been done, and that they'll be able to continue surviving. What should they do uh, to you know to, to I guess to to deal with the changes that are coming? Is there is there a future for big movie uh, houses? I mean you know the the Paramounts of the world and uh, and those uh, those creatures you know do they are they going to exist into the future?
8: Oh sure they're going to exist, um, but it's more out of I think out of a legacy kind of thing. Um, And that's not to say that there won't be something else that becomes the new Paramount, you know, and and the old dinosaurs die off. Mm -hmm. But they are going to have to change. I mean, there's some people that are kind of paralleling SOPA with, like, what the RIAA uh, went through several years ago after Napster kind of went crazy, and there were several very big headlining bands that were absolutely losing it over people downloading their music for free online. And... All it took was Apple to come in and say, hey, how about we just sell stuff in our marketplace for $0.99 cents a song? And at first there was a lot of people that didn't do it. And even even the Beatles, who have had lawsuits against the Apple computer forever, are now available on the iTunes.
0: Wow, that's place. incredible.
8: So, I mean... Yeah,
0: great, great way to... You know, I think that's, 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 a, that's
8: brilliant. has to change
0: right what you've pointed out is that somebody with vision, in this case, Apple, came up with a unique method of distributing a product using the internet to distribute uh, music to listeners at a cost that is something that people aren 't going to turn their noses up at because a lot of people are going to turn their nose up at buying a seventeen eighteen nineteen dollar c d which has two good songs on it. Right. now they can go and download the good product pay a bare minimum price for it if they don't want to go through all the hassles of you know having to torrent it to, to get it that way. And so they made it easy for the average person to get their hands on digital music, and as a result, made it easy for these companies to profit from distributing digitally. And now what do we see is news about, in 2012, what I hear is, what I've saw, seen online is that all of the major record labels are going to quit manufacturing CDs. So, I mean, talk yeah, about a, a game changer.
8: Yeah. I've seen that as well, and that—that I think is a bad thing because that takes the the option of actually owning a physical copy um, that's manufactured yourself. Because even digital stuff, as you know, gets degraded uh, through the processing of it and handing it around. And the bootleg CDs or the, movies that I've seen are nowhere near as good as the final Blu-ray that you could buy. Exactly, sure. and that's why
1: it's—that's so, why another reason why these kind of laws are bad is because. What it makes, what it ends up happening is that a lot of the people that end up watching your movie are people that you don't know are watching it, but are seeing a less good version of it. And that's going to be their impression Absolutely. of your movie, no and that's not good.
8: In, in it all. Yeah. So it takes that, that precious art that you, that you have to sell to make uh, your ideas and everything, and it makes it uh, really degraded. And it, I mean, in the end, it, it's a lose lose situation, I think.
0: Brian, great uh, thoughts. I really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Anything else you want to share?
8: Uh, I just have a question about the ant, but I don't know if that's uh, an off the line kind of
0: thing. A question about what?
8: About your ant uh, program.
0: Oh, sure. Go ahead.
8: Um, I was wondering is it is it only a subscription, or could I make like a one time yearly donation?
0: We do have or do options I have like
8: to do it like a monthly uh, contribution uh, to be a member of
0: the ant. You could do it yearly if you would prefer to do that. Uh, there are, you know, there are alternative yeah. ways to uh, to amp. You can just email uh, Ian at freetalklive.com, com and we can we can work that out. Some people cut a check from their bank account uh, once a, a year, uh, so you know there are ways to to do that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, excellent.
8: Yeah. Ryan? Keep up the good work. I've been listening for a long time, and Thank this is my first call. I
0: appreciate hearing from you. Great information tonight, good ideas, and thanks for the call. At 855 free. that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. But I like what he was saying, that it took Apple to, uh, to make it so these companies, these music labels, could figure out how to do digital distribution. They, they couldn't do it on their own, because they're the, these old dinosaurs. And I'm sorry that that's just how it is. I mean, older businesses that don't change die. And you've seen that over, over the years. If they don't change to what their customers are expecting, to what their customers want, if, they're not, if they don't put a finger on that pulse, if they're not always talking to their customers and finding out what they want and aren't willing to do what they want...
1: And they don't have a monopoly on force.
0: They go out of business. They get challenged by new upstarts, and, the, and, the, and deservedly so. You know, Woolworths doesn't exist anymore. And they used to be you know, the, as big a deal as Walmart is today they're gone because they lost track of what their customers wanted
1: yeah well it's hard to now the with the way society is now with like the way hollywood and uh the people that are behind sopa are trying to sort of restrict their competition it's hard to know why people go out of business now because or why people are in business because you, now you can't say, oh, well, they're in business because they do a good job and blah, 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 Right? because you don't know what kind of laws they've been behind passing so their competition can't outperform them.
0: Good point. Maybe they're in business simply because they've got uh, a government protection, mm-hmm. essentially. And that's what we're talking about here. That's what this SOPA thing is. It's Hollywood, their attempt to uh, to regulate others out of their industry, to prote- protect themselves from these folks that are maybe distributing things in ways that are a little bit unusual. And they always have this claim that this is threatening jobs. It says here it's going to uh, going to threaten more than 19 million American jobs.
1: Well, I don't even know how they calculate. I think they just make stuff up because they can't right. possibly calculate for who's yeah. going to have a job and who's not because of something.
0: They, what they can't calculate, they can't know how many people download torrents or download uh, videos online. They have no idea. Uh, they can only make, you know, estimates. And then they try to figure out, well, what would it mean if all of those people who downloaded that video would go out and buy a, a movie ticket? And then they, that's kind of how yeah. they figure out the, uh, the amount. But it presumes that all the people who are downloading the movies aren't going to see them in theaters, which is nonsense. If you see a good movie online, good sh- uh, odds are good if you can afford it. You're going to go to the theater and see it there or buy a DVD or Blu-ray. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. It is the Christmas Eve Eve edition as we approach the weekend, uh, holiday weekend, of course. We'll be here all weekend long doing free talk live for you to allow you to call in toll-free as always and bring up absolutely anything you want. 855-450-FREE is the number that you'll need. That's one 450 3733 And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Now, SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner over at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of our banner column. We've been talking about the Stop Online Piracy Act, which is something that is nearing, I guess, the potential of possibly passing. It sounds like it probably will. Because... These movie industry folks are a pretty heavy-duty lobby. I mean, they're...
1: Yeah, they're very powerful.
0: They are very powerful. But the good news is not everybody agrees with this. In fact, a lot of the uh, people within the internet world are pretty upset about it. What started this whole conversation was the news that GoDaddy had come out in support of the Stop Online Piracy Act, or SOPA, and had huge fallout from some of their people that were their customers, like WikiLeaks, uh, pulled out of GoDaddy and Wikipedia actually threatened to pull out of uh GoDaddy as I understand it. Yep. And other companies as well uh stepped forward and said this is outrageous. We are not going to do business with you GoDaddy if you continue this. And literally within hours of them you know of the word coming out about them supporting Sopa, within hours they had reversed their position because they didn't want to upset their customers. And it's not, just Go, uh, it's not just GoDaddy that is now opposing SOPA. Google, Facebook, Twitter, Zynga, eBay, Mozilla, Yahoo, AOL, LinkedIn all wrote a letter to key members of the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives, a story from CNET.com's Declan McCullough, saying that SOPA poses a serious risk to our industry's continued track record of innovation and job creation, as well as our nation's cybersecurity. Yahoo has even reportedly quit the U.S. Chamber of Commerce over the organization's enthusiastic support for SOPA. The European Parliament adopted a resolution last week stressing the need to protect the integrity of the global Internet and freedom of communication by refraining from unilateral measures to revoke IP addresses or domain names. Uh, A letter signed by some reps out of California as well as Ron Paul uh, predicts that SOPA will invite an explosion of innovation killing lawsuits and litigation. So there's some pretty serious opposition to this. Of course, that has never stopped uh, bad laws in the past.
1: Well, yeah, that's the whole point of this is that look at all these businesses are looking to the interests of their customers who are speaking out against it. And they are changing their views based on what their customers want. And then the whole idea of us living in a democracy and people that like the idea of democracy in which people like in this case. If it was even a real democracy in which everyone got a say in what happens, then this would not pass, because you can tell at all the companies that are ubiquitous, everyone uses Wikipedia, or most people use Wikipedia, and they're standing out against it, so they see no harm in losing any customers from taking a stance against this. So, to me, that says that lots of people are against it.
0: But yet the politicians don't respond to customer response like actual companies do. The companies... See, the companies know that, that, that you could leave them tomorrow, but you can't just leave the politicians. They, they are, you know, your representatives, which, of course, is nonsense. They only represent, represent themselves and whoever supports them. Uh, but there's this kind of illusion that they, that they do, and it's nonsense. But the politicians only come up every two to four years for vote. That's the only chance that anybody ever has to change them. And that's the only time they pretend to listen to you and I that's all they do they just pretend that's the only time that they'll they'll talk to you many of them except if you're in New Hampshire the the New Hampshire uh, state reps are very accessible you can call them at their home and talk to them but the guys that are from New Hampshire that are in DC the the state senator or whatever the, not state senator but the US senators US representatives they don't care about you they don't they don't care so unlike the companies where they've got to satisfy you today Right. They've got to satisfy you this week. They've got to move. They've got to make that move, or you're going to go to the competition. You don't have that option with government, and they know it. So how would SOPA work? I a frequently asked questions here that Declan McCullough is providing at CNET.com so we can better understand what this is happening. It allows a U.S. attorney genital to seek a court order against the targeted offshore website that would in turn be served on Internet providers in an effort to make the target virtually disappear. It's kind of like an Internet death penalty weird more specifically section 102 of sopa says that after being served with a removal order quote a service provider shall take technically feasible and reasonable measures designed to prevent access by its subscribers located within the united states to the foreign infringing site that is subject to the order such actions shall be taken as expeditiously as possible but in any case within five days after being served with a copy of the order or within such time as the court may order so they're saying that, uh, that it needs, they need to prevent access to subscribers within the United States. But how are they going to do that on a service provider that doesn't even exist in the United States? How are they going to handle that? Well, I believe the, uh, the Declan will explain more about this because I think what it's going to come down to is ultimately a blacklist. Hmm. A blacklist of websites, a blacklist of IP addresses that will have to be enforced by all of the Internet service providers in this country.
1: Well, we've got enough uh, military bases on enough countries that we could probably just enforce it from our military bases.
0: Don't give them any ideas. (laughs) So uh, how is SOPA different from the earlier Senate bill called the Protect IP Act? Well, Protect IP targeted only domain name system providers, financial companies, and ad networks, not companies that provide internet connectivity. Because SOPA is broader, even some companies who liked or at least weren't vocally opposed to the Senate bill aren't exactly delighted with the House version uh, version. So a representative from Verizon said they continue to look at SOPA, and while it's fair to say we have concerns about the legislation, we're working with congressional staff to address those concerns. AT&T uh, said that they've been supportive of the general framework, but when it comes to SOPA at uh, AT&T, all they would say is it's working constructively with the chairman and others toward a similar end in the House. What are the security and that's pretty vague? What are the security related implications of SOPA? One is how it interacts with the domain name system and set of security improvements known as DNSSEC. The idea of DNSSEC is to provide end to end encryption of domain names, meaning there's no break in the chain between, say, West, uh, Wells Fargo.com, the bank, and its customer. So requiring internet providers to redirect allegedly piratical domain names to say the FBI's servers isn't compatible with DNS sec. So what they're saying here is that they're they're trying to uh, they're trying to change basically the way the internet works. And right now, when you type in a web when and please, if you're more technically adept than I am, I mean I know a decent amount about the internet, but if you know more and I'm getting something wrong, please clarify it 855 450 free. But when you type in a web URL in your browser, you know, freetalklive.com. There's DNS, which is domain name service, I believe or system, and it uh, it looks that up. It's kind of like an internet phone book mm-hmm. because the internet doesn't know the website name necessarily. What it does is it looks in its little DNS phone book. Each each web uh, or internet service provider, so Comcast or Time Warner or whoever you use, has this DNS list, and they uh, they when they receive a request for a site, they check that list and they say, oh, well, Free Talk Live, that's IP one seven six dot six zero six one dot whatever, and then it sends that out instead. Now you don't see any of this stuff happening. But they're saying they're going to want these ISPs to redirect those requests to government websites. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to dial in here, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Allie. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We have a lot to offer you there, including listening options, which include broadband and dial-up versions of the show in live streaming form. We've got uh, those streams running 24 hours a day, so the latest episode of Free Talk Live is always available over at Listen dot freetalklive.com and that's where you'll learn more about our over 100 great radio stations that carry this radio program at uh, different times throughout the week our satellite listening options including XM satellite radio two channels up there our free to air satellite as well as the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way so go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. And the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It will deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle, where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle to have if you can have only one. That's Ruger. Dot com so we're talking about the stop online piracy act and really kind of getting into some detail about it i mean i'd heard enough to know i didn't like it uh you know if the government's passing some law about the internet that's usually bad enough to you know something that it usually is a bad thing and the the liberty folks are coming out against this lots of uh, internet folks are coming out against it like google even aol uh coming out against this and so we're kind of giving you a breakdown, at least from our rudimentary level of understanding of uh, of the internet. I, I know enough technically to administer websites to some extent, but I'm also not, I'm not a programmer, so I'm kind of I'm in the middle. Like I, I can set some stuff up and and do some modification of uh, of internet things, but uh, programming you know the back end of a website I I couldn't do something like that. I, I don't have that those technical abilities. So when I'm going through this here, I'm doing my best to kind of break this techie discussion down into as easily understandable terms as possible. So please, Ali, stop me if you're confused about anything. Okay. If I'm doing a bad job here. But essentially, what uh, Declan McCullough over at CNET.com is explaining what this uh, SOPA thing means. Uh, it, it it one of the big factors is how it interacts with the domain name system and DNSSEC, which is security that promotes end-to-end encryption of domain names. Meaning, there's no break in between well, Wells Fargo.com and its customer. Requiring internet providers to redirect allegedly piratical, meaning pirating, domain names to say the FBI servers isn't compatible with that security setup with the way that DNSSEC works. If uh, the feds decide through the SOPA Act that Free Talk Live is a violator and that we need to be pulled out of the internet, that uh, essentially they'll be demanding that internet service providers blacklist us and, and kind of redirect requests. So if you were using... So they, uh,
1: come, they come for you through your internet service provider.
0: Right. So, so for instance, if Free Talk Live were hosted, and it's not, but if Free Talk Live were hosted in another country, they know they can't sue that other host provider. So they can't just take that host out. So they have to figure something else out. How else do they stop people in the U.S. from accessing that website? And essentially, they'll use force against all the Internet service providers and say, all right, you can't allow anyone to access freetalklive.com. Instead, when they go type type in freetalklive.com, it'll take them to the FBI's website. And okay. they're saying that that uh, just doesn't work with the DNSSEC. Dan Lundgren, who heads the Homeland Security Subcommittee on Cybersecurity, has said that an unintended consequence of SOPA would be to undercut the effort that his panel has been making to promote DNSSEC. The Sandia National Laboratories, part of the U.S. Department of Energy, has also raised concerns about SOPA, saying it's unlikely to be effective and will negatively impact U.S. and global cybersecurity and Internet functionality. Stuart Baker, the former police chief, policy chief rather at the department of homeland security who's now in private practice warned in an op-ed that sopa runs directly counter to the house's own cybersecurity efforts an analysis i mean these are former government guys here and current government guys saying this is even a bad idea an analysis of protect ip which is the senate version of this act prepared by five internet researchers this spring lists potential security problems among them it's incompatible with dns Innocent websites will be swept in as collateral damage, and the blacklist can be bypassed by using the numeric internet address of a website. The address for CNET.com, for instance, is currently 64.30.224.118. So if you were to take that IP address and type it into your your uh, your browser, it would take you to CNET. And when they say here that, uh, that innocent websites will be swept in as collateral damage, what they mean by that, for instance... Is that one IP address can host multiple websites? Okay. So people are used to when they hear about an IP address, and I'm sure you've heard about IP, IP addresses. Right. When they hear about IP address, they're told that's your phone number on the internet. It's your address on the internet, and that's a good way to explain it. Mostly, it's a good way to explain that there's a ter- kind of like a termination point somewhere. But that doesn't mean that there's not an infinite amount of activity that can be happening on that one IP address. So, for instance, you and I, were are here uh, in the studio, and we're using an internet connection, but we're both doing different things on it. Right. So, if somebody blocks this IP address, they'd be blocking both of us. If they were just trying to block me, they'd block you as well. But to give a better example, what they mean by websites... Uh, FreeTalkLive.com has an IP address. We have a server that we rent in a rack somewhere in a server space company. And that server, it's big enough to handle more than FreeTalkLive.com. So Freekeen.com, for instance, is is, uh, handled on that server. And there are other websites like ShireSociety.com that are handled on that server. So if... Free Talk Live is designated by the Stop Online Piracy Act, or whoever, whichever administrative bureaucracy will be administrating and enforcing this thing. Then, if they say, "Okay, well, you've got to take Free Talk Live out of being accessed, uh, Mister Internet Service Provider," you've got you cannot allow your customers to access this anymore. So you'll redirect freetalklive.com uh, to you know to these, uh, or you'll prevent hmm, you. Maybe I'm getting lost. If they prevent access to one IP address. Then it prevents all those websites. Mm-hmm. So if there's a if there's a host that has 500 sites on it, and uh, if they, you know if they've got 500 websites and only one of them is the one that's been indicated to be blocked, you're blocking all 500 sites. Right. That's as I understand this. So what will SOPA require internet providers to do? <clears throat> According to CNET, a little noticed portion of the proposed law, which CNET highlighted recently, goes further than protect IP and could require internet providers to monitor customers' traffic and block websites suspected of copyright infringement. It would cover IP blocking, says the head of Net Coalition, whose members include Amazon, Google, eBay, and Yahoo. He says, I think it contemplates deep packet inspection. The exact requirements will depend on what the removal order says. The Recording Industry Association of America says that SOPA could be used to force Internet providers to block by IP address and deny access to only the illegal part of the site. It would come as no surprise if copyright holders suggested wording to the Justice Department, which would in turn seek a judge's signature on the removal order. Deep packet inspection, meaning forcing an internet provider to intercept and analyze customers' web traffic, is the only way to block access to specific URLs. So, what they're saying there is that maybe they would be able to maybe they would be able to avoid the problem that i was just describing where if they block an ip address they're blocking perhaps hundreds of of websites that aren't engaging in so-called piracy but then they would have to do deep packet inspection meaning being even more invasive into each customer's internet uh, access Right. Looking literally at at the at you know, when you're sending information on the internet, it's sent in packets. So sometimes packets get lost in the process, and so they would be delving into those packets more so than they currently are to determine whether or not that you should be blocked. Smith's revised version may limit the blocking requirement to DNS blocking. Its safe harbor language indicates that not resolving the domain name of the foreign infringing site may be sufficient, but some ambiguity remains. So this hasn't been nailed down yet. They're, they're still modifying this thing. And either it sounds to me like either way they, they slice this, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. So have I uh, sufficiently made this clear, Allie?
1: Um, I, I, I think the whole idea i understand what you're saying about them shutting down one and it ends up you know affecting people who are not involved Mm -hmm. but yeah i think that there's going to be unintended consequences abound for something like this
0: absolutely more coming up here at 855-453 the sacral cai toll free line next question is are there free speech implications to the stop online piracy act and we'll find out in moments and get your thoughts as well it's free talk live
6: The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry, is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want, if you would like. Christmas Eve, Eve edition, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Allie. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're totally free. We've got our webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. We're talking about something that a lot of folks that are familiar with the internet are pretty upset about. And even if you're not familiar with the internet, as far as the, the technical aspects of it and, and how it all works behind the scenes, I certainly don't know all about that. I know a little bit about it, enough to have a kind of a basic understanding. And I know that this is a bad idea, this SOPA, this uh, Stop Online Piracy Act, where essentially it's going to be uh, uh, a more power for the recording industry, for the Motion Picture Association to be able to come in to the federal government and say, we would like these sites banned. And, uh, and then you know specify different websites from around the world that they don't like because they believe it's a threat to their, their business model. And they've got a lot of political sway. And so the politicians are doing exactly as they're told.
1: Instead of just changing their business model to fit the world, they want to yes. change the world.
0: They want to use violence to, uh, to mold the world in the way they think it should be molded. Right. And that usually never really works out very well. Um, And so as has been pointed out here, there's a couple of proposals on the table for this thing, which are pretty scary. One of them would possibly block access to certain IP addresses, which would essentially create a blacklist. Now, we talked about uh, Australia a few years ago creating an internet blacklist, and uh, they, uh, they banned porn sites from the internet, certain porn sites. And as a result of that, there is a blacklist. And if your website gets on that blacklist, you're not going to be seen in Australia by the average Internet user. Now, there's always a workaround. There's always, you know, with the Internet, with the way that, you know, the geeks are and the you know they'll figure out something. I, I trust the nerds will keep the Internet as free as possible. And I trust
1: the nerds to let me know how to access whatever they got going on.
0: Absolutely. And so whatever it takes, there will be ways to get to the information you want. But all that said, most people don't want to take the time to do those things. Most people are just going to get censored. Mm. And it's pretty disturbing. So we're uh, sharing some, uh, you know, apparently detailed piece here from Declan McCullough over at cnet.com about this SOPA thing. And he's got some questions and answers. Are there free speech implications to SOPA? Their opponents say so. New York Times op ed called it the great firewall of America. And the language of the bill itself is quite broad. Section 103 says that to be blacklisted, a website must be directed at the United States. And also that the owner has promoted acts that can infringe copyright. And then they go on to uh, to say what defines a U.S.-directed website. Uh, the Internet site is used to provide goods or services to users located in the United States. That's a pretty big yeah. spectrum. Uh, b there's evidence that uh, that was a b there's evidence that the internet site or portion thereof is intended to offer or provide such goods or services or access to those things delivery of such goods and services to users located in the United States so simply being able able to ship to the u s would
1: qualify so is this just like basically going to make it so that i can't when i 'm shopping online no one's going to want to ship to the united states or do anything to do with the united states because we've got such crazy laws about what you can put on the internet
0: it certainly is going to make it more questionable for folks c the internet site or portion of there, thereof does not contain reasonable measures to prevent such goods and services from being obtained in or delivered to the united states and d any prices for goods and services are indicated or billed in the currency of the united states Some critics have charged, says McCullough, that such language could blacklist the next YouTube, Wikipedia, or WikiLeaks, especially in the case of WikiLeaks, which has posted internal documents not only from governments but also copyrighted documents from U.S. companies and has threatened to post more. It's hard to see how WikiLeaks would not qualify for such blacklisting. Lawrence Tribe, high-profile Harvard law professor and author of a treatise titled American Constitutional Law, has argued that SOPA is unconstitutional because, if enacted, he says, an entire website containing tens of thousands of pages could be targeted if only a single page were accused of infringement. So, one uh, 855 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Pretty disturbing stuff here. Let's talk to Kevin, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Kevin.
4: Um, i'm not going to say i i'm online line a lot, but i've burned up like fifteen laptops downloading, so what does that tell you okay <laughs> wow um you have to have a lot of fans to keep the you know computers cool, but there is no way they 're going to be able to stop people from downloading because the minute you shut one site down in in Spain, another one will open up in Switzerland, and our good friends in russia will if there 's a way to make money off it of, they 'll have a site for it.
0: That's a great point. Uh, You look at the history of piracy, so-called piracy, I I would call it sharing, file sharing. Uh, You look at the history of sharing on the internet, and it's one service after another. They come up, they go down, they come up, they go down. The Pirate Bay has had uh, the, the longest track record of being able to stay online, and that's because they're really serious about staying online i mean they're a big deal and they you know they distribute their content to different servers around the the world so if one of them is targeted the others can pick up the slack uh, and so there are definitely ways around this. And you're right, a dedicated site that wants to stay on can just simply hop around uh, the internet. And this is, is, you know, again, the government can really only respond after the fact in most cases. So they'll find a site and they'll decide, okay, well, this needs to be blacklisted. They'll add it to the blacklist and people are going to work around it. Those who are interested in free information will be able to access it. But. The thing is, this will affect, the, uh, an act like SOPA will affect the average user, Kevin, the person who's not willing to burn up 14 laptops uh, downloading <laughs>
4: stuff. And as long as Boris and the Ukraine has a camcorder, we'll have that movie.
0: <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Anything else you want to share? Oh, thank
4: you. Appreciate thank hearing from that. You. Thank
0: you. All right, <laughs> sir. 855-450-FREE.
1: I'm tempted to, I don't want to say, you know, overreach and say that this is going to be worse than it is, but I have a feeling this goes beyond just IP. I think it has other implications as well. Just the just the government getting involved yes. in the internet and having and having all this information that doesn't need to have and being able to abuse that information as they always do. I just see this Having more things happening from it and little provisions that no one realized would do this thing or
0: absolutely and and that 's because you know how government works. You know that when government gets involved in something that it doesn't stop there they're going to if they do this then they're going to expand it it 's going to become more than it was originally intended, so they're saying right now oh it's just to protect the uh you know folks and their copyrights and whatever, but what it's going to end up becoming is well, there's domestic terrorists out there and they're talking about sovereignty and we can't be having any of this stuff going on. So, we're going to pass the Stop Online Domestic Terrorism Bill and then we'll, you know, adjust the SOPA provisions or whatever bureaucracy is dealing with that to start banning sites like perhaps Free Talk Live or, you know, Free State Project or something like that just because they are threats to the legitimacy of the government or you know so that's just one example of uh, of how they can use this and expand this uh, the, the ability to essentially stop you from finding a certain site on the internet it's really scary
1: and it's so sick because they take people average people who when they think about IP they think about their favorite artists and how they want them to be able to profit as much as they can from providing this art that they appreciate so much mm-hmm. and they want to they want more power to their favorite artists to be able to protect their stuff but they don't realize what the law really means. They just, you know, it's, it's the goodwill of a per- person for appreciating art in such a way. I don't agree with them on the IP thing, but that's just like the very, that's just the scene. They're not realizing there's a whole unseen behind something like this.
0: And if you appreciate art, then support it. And I think that in the absence of IP, the intellectual property concept, because it doesn't really exist, it's just an idea. In the absence of that idea then customers need to be satisfied in order for rewards to be granted. I mean, if, if we're doing a crappy job on the air, if we're doing a crappy radio show, people are going to tune out and they're going to inform people that they're not, they're no longer listening to the, uh, the radio station or, or whatever. And then they're going to change their, their format or they're going to change their programming. Similarly, if a band is doing an awful job playing music, people aren't going to listen to it, and they're not going to want to buy their their products, their t-shirts, and they're they're not going to want to go to their concerts. So Hmm. there are other ways for these companies and individuals who are involved in creating content to make money, and that in the absence of intellectual property, those companies would have to figure that out, or else they'd die, and... That's okay. It's okay when old ideas go away. It's okay when uh, old companies crumble and are replaced by new ones. It's called creative destruction, if I'm not mistaken, in economics. When something that is outdated uh, goes away, it opens up, for instance, like in in the physical world, if a business goes out of business, it opens up the location for someone new to try something new. Right, And that's good. We need that. We need new ideas. We need something fresh. Cleansing of the market. Yeah. And, and what this, uh, this SOPA is all about, at least on its face, is stopping new ideas and keeping things the status quo and keeping things the way things used to be. And that never works out in the long run. And as you point out correctly and very deftly, Ali, that it really is the foot in the door for the federal government to severely restrict website content of all manner, anything that they don't like. That's what's next with this thing. Hour 3 is coming up. Free Talk Live.
6: BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Fetus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.
0: Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want as we launch into the third hour of the program. The toll free number for you is 855 450 free, and that is the SACL CAI toll free line 1 855 450 3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we will give to you there. Uh, They're free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, you actually get to control the content of the site as well. Should you wish, you can submit different uh, items to the website and then others vote on them as to whether or not they like or dislike them. the most liked, make it to the front page and the top of the site. Many more people see them. uh, So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. You can bring up anything you want still to come. Uh, Ali, you're going to tell us about a situation with a dorm, college dorm, and them banning something uh, related to Ron Paul. It's pretty outrageous. We'll get to that. But first, we have you and your thoughts. And we'll start with Francisco calling from Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live, Francisco.
9: Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Hey. good
0: evening. Go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Yeah, so you were talking about SOPA a little bit earlier. Yes, the Stop uh, Online
0: Piracy Act, as it is called.
9: Yeah, and I just wanted to bring up two things. One of the things you said is that the geeks will get around it. Well, it hasn't even passed yet, and they already got around it. Oh, Um, of course. Yeah, so Firefox is a popular online web browser, Mm -hmm. just like Internet Explorer if you have a Windows computer. Um, And there are these things called plugins, which are just modifications that are really easy. You just click install, and uh, they just make little changes to the web browser and how it works. Sure. Well, there's... There's an application called D-SILPA, D-E-SILPA, D-E-S-ilpa <laughs>
5: that, uh,
9: that was designed to actually stop this and get around the changes that the internet may face if SILPA passes.
0: Is there a, is there a so, way that you can explain in uh, layman's terms how it works?
9: Yeah, sure. So there's a uh, system on the internet called DNS, which is a domain name system. Mm-hmm. The purpose is to basically, it's kind of like the address book of the internet, right? So you right. have a uh, you have a domain name Google.com for example, but computers don't understand that, so they have to use an IP address. And all that DNS does is says, Oh, you're trying to go to Google. Here's the address. SOPA mm-hmm. is proposing to do uh, what's called DNS blacklisting, where basically you know DNS providers, usually internet service providers, won't give you the address, the real address. Right. So. Basically, Sopa just allows you to go around that by always having a stored local address. So when you go to Google, you're not really asking the, you know, phone book of the internet. It's just stored locally, and you can just get to it.
0: So let me see if I'm following you. You're saying each compute D, this Desopa plugin would bring DNS to the local computer.
9: Uh, somewhat. As I understand it, again, I haven't really looked a lot into it, but yeah, it would kind of do that. Where it would just like store locally some IP addresses, but that could be updated, of course. You know, I see. so it would store other-
0: the ones that have been blacklisted, is what you're saying.
9: Correct. Yeah. You know, another option. Yep. Here's
0: here's another question for you. I use Open DNS on my system here uh, at the at the at the office, and what Open DNS is for listeners that are not aware. When you are using your DNS on your regular web when you're just online, you're using your internet service provider's DNS systems. You're asking your ISP to provide you with the the addresses of all these sites. Open DNS allows you to switch from using the, your provider's DNS to Open DNS, which is uh, it's better in a lot of ways. It uh, like for instance, if you misspell a domain name, it might correct the spelling for you, or will will come up with some alternatives. Uh, so it's kind of like a smarter uh, DNS system. And if your local DNS goes down for some reason, for instance, sometimes you know their equipment just fails at mm-hmm. uh, the local office, and you know you may not be able to resolve domain names that way. If you're using Open DNS in a time like that, you'll still have access to all your favorite websites because open DNS isn't going down uh, whereas your local one might go down so would it also be possible for a, an, an organization like open DNS to, to to provide DNS uh, that would get around soPA
9: as long as they aren't based in the United States right so uh, for example open DNS has what are called servers that you know give you the IP addresses in the United States but they also have it all around the world as long as you were not pointing to servers that were inside the United States you'd be fine.
0: You know because, what I'd like uh, to know sopa- is what are they going to threaten these people with? Like what are they going to threaten the local ISP with if they don't go along with this? If if I'm running an ISP or if I'm running open DNS or something like that and the federal government comes to me and says, "Well, we've just passed this SOPA law and now you've got to blacklist all these websites from your DNS." And I say, "Uh, no." Felony, what? right? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it a felony? I mean, what are the what are the the charges here? Because I mean, I've, I've been through this article from Declan McCullough. that doesn't uh, reveal any information like that. It's more targeted toward the the consumer and their perspective on it. But I'm wondering, like, what level of enforcement will they have against these um, these ISPs?
9: You, you know, I'm sure it's probably you know, like you said, a felony or you know, bringing them up on charges, taking mm-hmm. them to court. But the bill is so broad that they wouldn't. You know, even if an ISP said, well, we're not going to block that, what they could do is they could take ownership of the domain name. So, oh my God.
0: Yeah, that's right. So they could just go to the, uh, they could just go to, what is it, ICANN, which is the organization that actually handles registration of domain names. uh, And they could essentially tell them, yeah, we're going to take this from you now. And they would do that.
9: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And speaking about domain names, the reason I called was because of GoDaddy. And I know probably most people don't know what GoDaddy is, but what they let you do is they let you register these domain names.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: So had you, n- had you never heard of Google and nobody else thought of Google, you could go to GoDaddy and register Google.com. Right. They'll let you do that, and they'll deal with ICANN, as you mentioned, and you just pay them a fee, and they'll give you the domain name. Well, GoDaddy, it turns out, was supporting SOPA. Right, uh, we heard this earlier.
0: They, uh, somebody called in, to, and this is what actually got the whole conversation started, was that GoDaddy was supporting SOPA, and then people got so upset about it, like folks like Wiki, uh, Wikipedia said, we're going to pull our, our account. And uh, lots of people said, we're pulling our account, and GoDaddy changed their mind real quick.
9: Yeah, I was really surprised, and I was really happy to see you know the market at work and, and people actually using uh, the ability to vote with their dollar and to help other organizations make that move as well, it was right. really incredible just to see the internet community, uh, you know, really make this happen.
0: Well, and I'm also glad to see that that people didn't jump right to a boycott because uh, it's important to communicate to business owners. I and mean, Boycott is valuable because it it helps spread the word about a bad business practice, uh, and of course, boycotts where you're not buying products or services from a business and you're informing others and encouraging them to uh, to follow suit. But it always makes sense to talk to the business first and say, "Hey, you know, this is not a bad or this is a bad policy, and I'm going right. to leave." It's
1: sort of like, you like quitting it. your job without letting your boss know why, why? you're yeah. quitting.
0: Yeah, because you're not helping anything. You're not making the world better if you stay quiet. You've got to let people know. And in this case, people didn't stay quiet and they changed their position. So good on them.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thanks, guys. That's what I wanted to call about. Francisco, but, uh, good information,
0: like man. Year. Thanks for the heads up on the DSOPA plug-in for uh, Firefox, so you can prepare yourself. If this does come down the pipe, there's already a, a plug-in that will uh, defeat it. Yay for awesome. the tech, uh, tech, I tech love use. the yeah, Internet. <laughs> thanks, Francisco. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And you know what, Ali? It's it's stories like that uh, where it's it's shown that before the government can even get its S together and put this bill together and pass it, that the the tech sector has already worked around it. Yep. And this is why the government is going to fail down the road. That they, they can't they just can't change fast enough they they can't figure out how to tax the internet, they can't re, you know figure out how to regulate the internet and but by the time they come up with some proposal to regulate or tax the internet, the internet has changed. Mm-hmm. It's no longer what it was when senator so and so proposed their proposal a year ago or 2 years ago or whatever and you know there's been all this discussion and talk and debate and and then everything's different cuz the the tech world changes just that fast.
1: Right. But the thing about saying that it's going to be a failure on the government's part, it leaves the question, what is their motive? Because, like the drug war, they realize that they haven't kept drug dealers from making sure. money. And basically what it does is keeps any from anything from becoming mainstream and out in the open – and, you know, able to get better and get really big because as soon as it gets big, that's when they drop the hammer down. So basically just keeps everyone sort of below this level of secrecy and don't tell anyone about my product. And it's just not it's not a real free market.
0: It seems like the motivation is the politicians want campaign contributions. Right? Right. So let's make the recording industry happy with some legislation, which we know isn't really going to work down the line. But, uh, you know, it's something we can do to get more campaign contributions and so more control. Keep, right. So we can keep being politicians. 855
6: 453 Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate.
0: Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of these airwaves at 855-450-FREE. And that is the SACL CAI toll free line. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features that we give to you there. Again, freetalklive.com. You'll find that the site is free. And those features include things like our bulletin board system where you can go and get interactive with other Free talk Live listeners. Bbs.freetalklive.com will get you there. And it's free, of course. Bbs.freetalklive.com. Wise dot com. They offer delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff. I've tried the stroganoff. It's excellent. Uh, and by the way, these meals, they're packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25 year shelf life. Because if you're going to buy food to store, it makes sense to not have to rotate it out every two years or five years or whatever. You can put this stuff away and come back to it later. A lot later. A lot later. And it's going to be good.
1: Just remember you have it.
0: Well, right. Uh, it, well, I can tell you when uh, d- when an unexpected event happens, you're going to remember <laughs> right. when uh, all of a sudden you're unemployed and, and money's tight or food is short because of some sort of impending disaster or some disaster that has already occurred like a hurricane or blizzard or something like that. Maybe you just don't want to leave the house uh, because of uh, weather conditions or something. You can dig into your wise food storage and prepare a meal simply by adding water. I mean, it's, it's easy stuff. In fact, you can do it right in the pouch. You open the pouch up, pour boiling water in there. Heck, you don't even have to use boiling water if you if you can't boil water, for instance. You just pour water into it, and you wait, and it kind of like turns it into a meal. It's incredible. <clears throat> Visit wisefoodstorage.com or call them at 855-FOODWISE today to request a free entree sample, and you'll know for sure how you feel about the food because you'll get to try it and it's free. So, wisefoodstorage.com or 855 foodwise and when you're ready to order use our discount code FTL to get no cost shipping and 10% off. That's wisefoodstorage.com or 855 foodwise code FTL for free uh, for free shipping and 10% off of any orders. We continue with you and your thoughts. You may bring up what you want. We'll talk first to Matthew listening in Connecticut. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie.
10: Oh, uh, hi, Ian. Uh, how you doing, Allie?
0: Good. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
10: Um, I was just going to, uh, talk about, um, talk about the the internet and, um, entertainment, um, and kind of, um, what I was thinking, um, as like a metaphor was, it seems to have taken on kind of like an air-like, uh, air-like quality where, um, ev- everyone knows, um, basically that it's free, um and uh, and its it's everywhere uh it's it's free um, and I almost feel like what what like the government's trying to do here is is they're saying no you know it's not um, it's not free we're we're selling it in these in these bottles and uh these these specific uh, companies that we uh you know have a close relationship with uh, are going to be selling you you know your your air and that's that's kind of how how silly it is. It's like everyone knows that um, uh, you know they can they can get the they can get the news or they can get uh, you know the movie they want to see and they and they don't um, you know have to do it uh, you know, the government's way. Um,
1: right. I don't know. People have already had so much, so much experience benefiting from the uh, benefiting from the internet the way it is, and some people already like it that. I, I don't know. I think the government's kind of been slow to move on this one because if they had just done this when the internet first came out, they could have had all this fear-mongering behind it. But, but they
0: didn't know what it was going to be. They didn't know what the internet would be. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know what it was back when it first came out. So there would be no chance they ever would have. Um, and I think you're right that people are... It, it, spoiled isn't the right word, but they've been acclimated, uh, shall we say, to being able to have more control in their information consumption.
1: And they probably take it for granted. Well, I, mean,
0: I don't know. I mean, because if they took it for granted, then they wouldn't be paying attention uh, when these things happened. Uh, but so I think that them having this acclimation to being able to have information at their fingertips and and have it be of a wide variety and array, including all kinds of misinformation as well as true information – that they value that freedom. That uh, once you've tasted that freedom, you don't want to let it go, and right. that's why people are are you know going up against this so so vehemently.
10: Right. Um, I'm also uh, sympathetic, you know, to 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 this idea that it's like basically you know the next uh, phase of, of book burning, uh, basically. Mm, yeah, for uh, sure. Which you know, which which Al was kind of saying, um, and you know, I think they haven't. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm laughing at even even saying it because obviously, you know, they haven't been able to make uh, you know the internet something that is un that is uncool. I mean, how would you do that? How would you do that? There's just everything there, you know, um, and they haven't been able to make it scary enough, you know, by you know fear of you know that those creepy men, you know, who the internet's just full of, you know, creepy men. Child
0: who, like, porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason for everything, uh, you know, all, the, all these controls that they're passing.
10: Yeah, and, and 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 not that it's not true that there are some people like that on the net, but you know that argument that they've put for, it hasn't been convincing enough to people. You know, we still we still want to we still want to use the internet. Right, I think people <laughs> so, they
0: have to understand. I hope I hope people understand that if you have freedom, it means there's going to be some un, you know some detestable things out there. People are going to say things and do things that you find icky, and you don't have to look at it
1: know right. and you know Le- it's interesting alone It's interesting about the whole child porn thing because, as far as I understand, you can go online and see lots of porn and never accidentally run across any child porn unless you're like looking for that. I'm sure you could find it if you were. But it's not like something that's in your face all the time. And there's, you know, even if it was something like that, the Internet usually comes up with some sort of service you can get, which, you know, can block. Like some people have ad block and Mm -hmm. it keeps you from having to watch ads or whatever it is you, you have to that you keep experiencing on the Internet that you don't like. There's usually some kind of free market solution which will fix that for you. This whole law passing is not going to make you know, Never. It's, it's not going to help that at Thank all. Thank
0: you, by the way, Matthew, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from oh. you. 855 free. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Jeremy is in Alaska. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeremy.
4: Boy, that was quick, fellas. Merry, Quis- Merry hey Christmas there. to you. Hey,
0: happy holidays to you, Jeremy. Go ahead with your thoughts.
4: Hey, uh, Well, I wanted to touch... Uh, I don't mean to change the subject, but I know oh, you guys right. encourage it there. and uh, But I wanted to comment on these racist uh bombardment and I know most of us that listen to this show uh know that it's all a bunch of bunk but
0: What do you what I are you talking about?
4: In case there's in case there's any neocons and whatnot out there that's listening to the show tonight, I mean or any blacks or browns or anybody else that's listening to the show, think about it. Ron Paul is the only one that wants to end the war on drugs, which adversely affects uh, blacks and browns and poor communities. Absolutely. And he's the only one that wants to stop bombing brown people in the Middle East for corporate gain. Yes, sir. And, uh,
0: you nailed it. I mean, it, to suggest that Ron Paul is a racist when his policies and his beliefs are the, the, the beliefs that empower the poor. That. Em- that uh, that empower the the downtrodden and, and the minority to empower themselves by being able to create their own businesses and uh, and you know be entrepreneurs and raise themselves out of uh, poverty, you know he and you're right stop putting people in jail for for taking you know, having plants and things like that I mean it's it's the only man with showing any compassion. Thanks, Jeremy. More coming up. Free talk. People ask me, Tim. Why did you start verbal surgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet. And most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? Verbal surgery.com. Check it out today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring us anything you want. So all you have to do. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Allie, inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We've got features, and you're welcome to enjoy as many of them as you like, because our site's free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to log in, jump through hoops. Although if you do log in, it's a free account, and it can give you the ability to actually create the content on the website, which is kind of a unique thing in the world of talk radio that I know of, at least where the listeners, you, actually get to control the front page of the site by submitting things to it and voting up and down on what you like and dislike. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. So we'll talk to you about anything, 855-450-FREE. Also, uh, we've got other things that uh, we think is, is pretty useful to cover. And it's interesting that somebody just brought up Ron Paul a moment ago, This uh, these allegations of racism being uh, leveled at him because... And this did come up, by the way, in the 2007 or 2008 campaign. So it's old news. But, of course, because Ron Paul is actually winning now in some polls in Iowa, they are on the attack in a way they have never been against Ron Paul. And so they're pulling out all these old polls, or not old polls, but all this old information. Old newsletters. Old, old, like, like 20 years ago kind mm-hmm. of old, uh, where I guess the story as I understand it, is that somebody wrote some definitely racist things in definitely racist. Ron Paul's newsletters but
1: well I don't want to say I mean I've read it and at first I was like I can't tell if he's being serious or if he's tongue in cheek
0: Well it wasn't Ron Paul see that's the thing. Well right it wasn't right. Ron
1: Paul but the writer I can't I can't tell where they're coming from but definitely sounds racist when you read it
0: Oh, no doubt. I mean, from from what I'd seen, it sure does. And so that's bad. And that that I understand that people would want to know about that uh, because I don't want to vote for a racist. Right. And Ron Paul has addressed this before and he will likely address it again and again because it's going to keep coming up. But the story, as I understand it, is that in many cases when you're a busy guy and you've got a lot going on and you know Ron Paul's case he's a doctor and is also uh, was also a representative mm-hmm. in in the US House of Representatives you know he's got a lot happening and so there are people that assist him with things and sometimes when you're uh, doing a whole lot you can't really pay close attention to the people that are assisting you mm-hmm. so for instance i have no idea right now what's going on in the uh, the LRN free talk live chat room it's there people are probably chatting in it at the moment but During the show, I've got too much going on to really spend any time in the chat room. So there's some great folks. Uh, Nemi actually is one of them, our Wednesday night co-host. Brad Jardis, another and uh, former cop. They are in there on a regular basis they like the chat room so they've kind of volunteered to
1: keep an eye on things they're probably saying all kinds of racist nonsense
0: i doubt that (laughs) Um, but they could like if they started spouting off on somebody and treating somebody like dirt even if it wasn't racist even if they were just being unfair or or rude uh i highly
1: doubt it but yeah i mean it's
0: maybe i would or wouldn't hear about it you know maybe i just it would be unless the person to whom they were being rude would contact me and say hey i have a problem with your moderators they're doing this and you know here's a log of the chat and this is proof that that they did what i said that they did uh then i would never have any idea what goes on there and so the same way ron paul he's you know busy doing his doctor thing and his politician thing and doesn't have time to write a newsletter so he's kind of signed his name to somebody that he thought would handle this newsletter thing and, and maybe he didn't know you know maybe he had no idea that this person was uh was publishing these things at right. least that's that's what he says And as has been pointed out by uh, Jeremy very, uh, I think, adroitly in that last call, is that Ron Paul's viewpoint, his policies, are those that would empower minorities. Right. Because the government has certain laws that essentially, as uh, Mary Ruart puts it in her excellent book, Healing Our World, kick out the bottom rungs from the ladder of affluence, making it difficult for people who are poor, not just blacks and Hispanics, but anybody who's who's, uh, poor – to get a grip to get a, a foothold in the world of business, go ahead, try starting your own business. Go ahead, try doing it legally, like get all the permits, get all the inspections, pay all the the bribes, all the fees, all that it 's so incredibly difficult, like for instance, in the radio business, I looked into uh, being you know getting a, a radio station when I was younger, and I was interested in in doing radio for you know my career and I thought, what well, should we, sure it would be cool to have my own station? And so I looked into it to see well what does it take? What what do I have to do legally because at that time I was of the my, that mindset of you know well you've got to do it the right way. Uh and what does it take to do that legally? Well it's very diff- very difficult. You've got to be basically an FCC attorney. You've got to know all the ins and outs of all their labyrinth of uh, FCC regulations and rules and uh, you know application fees are a whole lot of money for the amount of money you'll spend up just applying for a radio station through the FCC, you could build a radio station. Right. So, it's just crazily uh crazily expensive. And if you don't have big money backers, you don't have a whole lot of personal capital, you're you're just SOL. Whereas if you're if you're poor in a free place where you don't have to go and beg permission to start a business, you could just You know, start one in your home, start whatever business you want to do in your own home and and build it from it being very, very small to whatever size is comfortable for you.
1: Right. If you're able to make money with the resources that you have, where does the government get off telling you that you need to have more in order to be able to provide this service? Because you don't.
0: Well, it's protection. I mean, they're just protecting the people in the existing industry from innovators like you, somebody who might have a new idea or an ability to make a product at a lower price than it's ever been offered, or a better quality than it's ever been offered, or, or whatever. They don't like new people. The old old guard doesn't like the new people coming into the business, and so they use the government to keep them down. And you could also argue that racists, whoever they might be, we know some people in Congress are racist. They've been outed in the past, so there's probably still true that some of them are racist today. So racists can use the power of the state to op- oppress other races. And I don't like the idea of of race. I think think we're all human beings. But they see it that way, right? So a racist is going to see other races as existing, and they're going to do what they can do to hurt them. They're not going to come out and out with some law that says we're going to target black people, but they'll come out with a law that by its effects will target black people. Right. So, like, we're going to have haircutting regulations that require all these, uh, you know, permit, you've got to get this permit, it's got to, you've got to spend 10,000 hours cutting hair, or whatever the, the regulations are, but yet none of those, uh, none of the haircutting regulations cover African hair braiding. Exactly. So, how does that help the 15-year-old girl that wants to do African hair braiding out of her house? It doesn't. The government comes and shuts her down. And if you think I'm making it up, that's a, that's a true story. So, And Dr. Mary Ruart tells that story in her book Healing Our World. So interestingly, uh, Paul Joseph Watson over at Infowars.com writes about Ron Paul and how they're coming out trying to smear him as a racist now in uh, on these national television shows like CNN. The latest CNN poll, however, refi- uh, re- released Tuesday, finds that Congressman Paul scores highest amongst minorities when matched up against Barack Obama in a hypothetical election head-to-head. Paul scores 25 percent of the vote amongst non-whites, where Romney polls at 20 percent and Gingrich gets 15. So uh, Ron Paul, clearly the most popular GOP contender amongst all of the amongst the folks out there that would be non-white voters, uh, out of the entire field of Republicans, suggesting that the racist smear, which was heavily pushed back in 2008, has had very little impact whatsoever on the views of those who presumably would be the most likely to be offended by it. However, uh, we did have some folks call in earlier this week to explain that they were confused by this and that, uh, you know, it has had some effect. So,
1: well, it definitely wouldn't be good from my whole point of view if there was a newsletter from Ron Paul or if I got some kind of email and it had Ron Paul's name on it and it said the kind of things that that newsletter said, I would be very confused. But absolutely. the fact that this was 20 years ago, before he was big, before everything he said was like up to such scrutiny. I just, I can easily see how something like this could go under the radar and not, you know, have his real approval on it. I think he probably should be more protective of the things that go out to the public with his name on it, and probably should have in that case, but, or definitely should have in that case, but... Am I going to hold my, you know, am I not going to take him seriously or the things he says anymore seriously because of this newsletter from 20 years ago? No, No,
0: I mean, I listen to what someone says now and I look at their record over the years. And Ron Paul doesn't have any kind of record of oppressing minorities in any way, shape or form or voting to oppress minorities. He's voting to set everyone free. It's Free Talk Live.
6: From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature length documentary Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit libertydocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's libertydocumentary.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free even these remaining moments. Enough time for you and your thoughts. At 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features on the house. And you can support Free Talk Live as well. If you would like, one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll learn more about the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is that you can uh, send in three bucks a month via any major credit card through PayPal or uh, also Visa or MasterCard. Alternative options are available as well. And we'll take that three bucks and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well. Uh, Once again, go to Amp.FreeTalkLive.com. You'll learn about the perks as well that you'll get access to, like the Amp Only phone lines, Amp Only forum, Amp Only podcast. Go get the details and get signed up at Amp.FreeTalkLive.com. So, Allie, uh, since we're talking about Ron Paul, you've got a related story as well.
1: Yes, this is from The Daily Caller, and the title is, Who's Afraid of Ron Paul? Apparently, Auburn University. And this is Auburn University from Auburn, Alabama, which is my hometown. Yeah. So this hits home for me um
0: it's also wait auburn university isn't that the like the liberty oh no mises, no, mises the university
1: here. which is you know right off to the side of auburn university and a lot of students will really? go there and yeah it's really awesome okay mises.org
0: yeah mises.org major in a like liberty think tank kind of intellectual site
1: yes so here it goes When someone complained about a student's Ron Paul poster in his dorm room window this fall, Auburn University in Alabama had the opportunity to take a principled stand for free speech. Of course, since we're dealing with a university, you can probably guess that instead it chose to double down on an unwise, needlessly restrictive, and unfairly enforced policy at odds with the spirit of the First Amendment. Auburn undergrad Eric Phillips. Eric Phillips probably thought he wasn't doing anything particularly noteworthy when he hung a banner supporting Representative Ron Paul's presidential candidacy in his residence hall window. Tis the eve of election season, after all. On November 7th... Of
0: course, it's a college campus. I mean, college kids are notorious for, uh, you know, picking sides in in elections and promoting candidates on campus. Yep. What?
1: On November 7th, however, Phillips Hall director ordered him to remove the banner from his window, in order with, with which Phillips complied. A housing administrator Aww. explained to Phillips uh, Auburn's policy new this year on window postings, which states that hanging or displaying items such as flags, banners, decals, or signs out of or obstru- out of or obstructing residence hall windows is prohibited. And Eric Phillips, what he did was he complied with the order, but then afterwards went outside and took pictures of all and he has these posted online all the all the banners and there's an american flag hanging out Mm -hmm. of someone's window all very out in the open and public it's not like this is like if you go behind the dorm you know this is all out in the open so they're just choosing um to censor his because someone complained about it
0: Oh, man. that You know, that's how they do it. I mean, that's, uh, that's how a lot of uh, governmental aggression happens, is somebody files a complaint with the police department. They come and they, they use this as an excuse to aggress against people. They'll say, well, someone filed a complaint. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Well, you could leave right. if you wouldn't be here. Otherwise, you could say to the complaining party, well, we're not going to deal with that crap.
1: Right. And, you know, I would not want to restrict someone's ability to express themselves, but, sure. you know, I could just as easily call and say i'm offended by the american flag and i don't like what it stands for anymore or ever
0: which of course you wouldn't do even even if that's true like i don't like the american flag and what it stands for to me it stands for the centralization of power and it, it stands for uh, an organization that is known for killing innocent human beings and, and threatening others and putting people in cages that i have no love for but i have a love for freedom and and that means allowing other people to express themselves in ways i might disagree with. So if you want to hang a flag out of your window, it's your business at your window. I'm not going to do anything about that. And uh similarly like with local issues where like a, a somebody might snitch on you to a code enforcer or something like that, it's just i I've, I've been encouraged by these code enforcers to to you know deal it back. the neighbors. Like, well, if you don't like what they're doing, you can just go after them. I'm like, no, that's not what I do. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not... I'm not interested in, in having somebody fight a battle for me. I, I'm also not interested in controlling my neighbors and their property. It's one thing if they're making a bunch of noise and, and sort of, you know, then you can make the avoc- you can make the suggestion that they would be aggressing against you. So if you're in a college dorm and you've cranked up your stereo at three in the morning and nobody can sleep in the next door rooms, then I think there's a legitimate claim to be made there. Right. But to say that uh, someone hanging a Ron Paul banner or sign in their window is somehow causing damage is absolutely absurd
1: yeah and you know it's it would be wrong for them to tell someone they couldn't wave an american flag either you know i would i think that people should be express themselves especially on a college campuses paid by public funds yeah so this is supposed to be colleges are supposed to be a place where you can come and hear different ideas and they always tout out the diversity card and it really ends up being a place where People feel like it is their right not to be offended and to make sure that everything that happens on the campus goes along with the campus's you know, strict uh, sort of uh, protocol for what is acceptable ideas right, on the campus. They're not campus. as
0: open-minded as you might they might like you to think they are.
1: Exactly. Well, I, so, just, I just hate to— So he to- took
0: pictures, but what did he do with those pictures? Does it say in the story?
1: Well, he basically posted the or FIRE or FIRE posted them and it's an
0: advocacy group, right, For, for college students.
1: Right. So you can see the photos after the story from the Daily Caller links to them and yeah, it's all kinds of, you know, out in the open just flags and then stickers and lights and all that. I know that they're not telling people to take down their Christmas lights.
0: I wonder what would happen to him if he just went ahead and put it back up. Well, are they going to kick him out of the college over putting up a Ron Paul sign? Because to me, now, that's just the way I think, right? Like, I don't like being told what to do, and I generally won't do it unless I'm under duress. Like, if I'm under threat of violence, all right, fine, I'll stand up for you in court, you robed man, but I'm not doing it because I'm consenting, I'm doing it because you're threatening me. In this case, they're not threatening violence against him, necessarily, they... The threat, I imagine, would be some sort of uh, you know, econo- or some school-related sanctions.
1: Maybe they'd kick him out of the dorm. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, it's a good question, and I think at that point, then it would be an even bigger news story. And I wonder. Sometimes you have to call their bluff. Sometimes you have to stand your ground. Mm-hmm. I would recommend people stand their ground more often, um, because when you stand your ground, you end up finding out whether they're really serious or right. whether they're just trying to intimidate you.
1: Right, just ask them questions like, "Are is what you're asking me to do?" And ask, are you asking me, or you're ordering me? I think that's a good thing to say because I usually come to you say, "I'm gonna, a- I'm gonna have to ask you yeah. to do something," and Which I don't sounds, know what that
0: means. Right, it's a tricky wordplay to say. I'm a, well, I'm gonna have to ask you to take that sign down. It sounds like you have to take that sign down. I mean, it it has that uh, message with the people that are hearing it. It's not what they're saying.
1: Well, it almost implies this is my property. I'm going to have to ask you to do something because it's my property. But then what you have to bring up is, well, is it your property or is it our property? Right.
0: And what gives you the right to uh, to demand I take that sign down? Right. But uh, your question is a great question for clarification. And this is a question that is very useful in a lot of uh, instances, especially when it comes to government bureaucrats and the folks at these uh, these colleges are in many cases a a step removed from being a full-fledged government bureaucrat. And government bureaucrats have a – a lot of them have this thing, a penchant for telling you what to do. It just even if it's some petty thing, some uh, little oh, you need to move over there, or whatever. They'll they'll try to if they have absolutely nothing they can get you with as far as arresting you for something if you're doing a protest or whatever, or or just standing up for your rights uh, while being pulled over, etc.
1: They just want to shoo you away. They basically.
0: Well, they want to ru- they want to rule you first. They want to tell you what you can what you can and can't do, and have you obey them because some of them are really into that. Uh, but if you ask them that question that you brought up, well, are you asking, or are you ordering? It really helps clarify the situation, because then they'll, they, you know, if they are ordering you, they will change their tone and they will say, well, "I'm giving you an order now." Whether it's a legal order or not is a whole other question, and likely, if you continue to defy it, you'll get to find out in court whether it was legal or not. Yeah, because, that's been fun. Because they can arrest you whether or not the order is legal. They can just arrest you to get you out of their face and to harass you and give you a difficult time and, you know, force you to have to deal with a court case, which they'll end up dropping like they did with me in the drinking game. It was completely wrong for them to arrest me at the drinking game, but they did it anyway. No matter. Right. So asking that question helps uh, helps clarify what their intentions are, because sometimes you'll ask that question and they'll say, yeah, we're, we're just asking you. So, uh, you know, want to learn more about cops, go to copblock.org. They've got some great information there. And also, freedomengineering.org. It's a group of coders, creatives, and anarcho-capitalist nerds from around the world who are collaborating on technology and enterprises that will build the free future. You can join them up. Uh, go, there are already at least 50 people involved and you can help them complete some of their exciting projects that are already in motion or start your own and have some other folks that are excited by that jump on board. Go to FreedomEngineering.org and join the team and sign up for their free newsletter. FreedomEngineering.org It's time to build freedom. Allie, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, more live shows throughout the weekend here on Free Talk Live. So join us for those. FreeTalkLive.com The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved. For a thousand dollars and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com